Heavenly Father, we ask that we would hear at the voice of the shepherd today. That voice calling us all, bringing us comfort, giving us his promise. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. These are probably the most famous words in the whole Bible. That one, that simple little phrase speaks volumes about the relationship that we can have with God. And that one simple little phrase is the one that is used at probably most funerals, either said or as we've just done, sung. But Psalm 23 is more than just a funeral psalm. It's an everyday psalm, one that we can come back to day after day. Just uh, consider exactly what David is saying when he says, The Lord is my shepherd. And it might be good if you turn back in the service sheet to have it in front of you. The Lord, in capital letters, as we have it there, is the covenant name of God. It was the name that was given at the burning bush as Moses met with the living God, as God sent him to rescue his people from Egypt. It means, I am that I am. The God who is, the I am, the present tense, the God of the universe. And David says that this almighty, all-powerful God is a shepherd. No, he goes further and says that the Lord is my shepherd. I must confess that I don't know much about shepherding and sheep. I know that they're nice to look at as you drive along the road. And I know that lamb tastes really nice with mint sauce. But that's about as far as it goes. And I'm reminded of uh, an incident probably about two years ago now. When uh, we were opening the hall for Snatch one night. And um, there were two sheep uh, merrily prancing about the road. And so we opened the, the gate of the car park to put the car in and the sheep followed us and it took us ages if anyone had seen us chasing round and round to finally get the sheep back down the lane and back into the field again I don't know that much about them if you'd asked me I might have thought that being a shepherd was all about cuddling fluffy sheep I wouldn't have a notion about how to be a real life shepherd. And that one incident at the church hall confirmed that instinct. But David knew what it was all about. Do you remember whenever King Saul had rejected God? And so God sends the prophet Samuel to anoint the new king. He comes to Bethlehem to the home of Jesse. And after seven sons, all of whom look like fine fellows, 
And each one, Samuel thinks, yeah, this must be the guy. And God says, no, 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 don't look on outward appearance. Man looks on the outward appearance. The Lord looks on the heart. And they've gone through seven sons. And they haven't got the king. So Samuel asks, are there any others? And Jesse says, yes, well, there's the youngest one, but but he's out keeping the sheep. You wouldn't want him. He wasn't even thought of when it came to possibly being king. And yet David, the shepherd boy, says that the Lord is his shepherd. And because the Lord is his shepherd, he has three words of testimony, three benefits of knowing the Lord as his shepherd. Let's look at them in turn from Psalm 23. Now the first one comes in the very first verse. And this was one that always puzzled me whenever I was wee. You see, we'd we'd sing at the Scottish metrical version that we've just sung, uh, and it would leave me wondering why you wouldn't want the Lord to be your shepherd. Just think what we've sung. The Lord's my shepherd, I'll not want. And I thought, well, why would you not want the Lord to be your shepherd? But that's not what it means, obviously. That's not what David is saying here. It's not that he doesn't want the shepherd Lord. But rather, it's when the Lord is your shepherd, then you'll not be in want. And that's a very different thing altogether. As our first hymn version put it, I nothing lack if I am his, and he is mine forever. When the Lord is your shepherd, then you can say, verse 1, I shall not want. This is a word of provision. Every need taken care of. Just look at how each line begins in verse 2 and 3. He. It's not that the sheep is left to his own devices. The Lord provides as he does all these shepherding things for the sheep. He makes me lie down in green pastures. There is there's rest and and provision of food. He leads me beside still waters. There's refreshment, a, a safe place to get a drink. He restores my soul. There's restoration. He leads me in paths of righteousness. For his name's sake. The shepherd takes care of the sheep of every possible need. In leading them in the right way. To get the things that they need at the right time. I wonder have you experienced this provision of the Lord. Have you been able to look back and see how the Lord has ordered things along the way. The things that you needed when you needed them. Will you trust that he will continue to provide for you? So the first thing that David can say. Because the Lord is his shepherd is I shall not want. But that doesn't mean that everything is always easy and straightforward. 
You see, as we follow the paths of righteousness, as we follow the right path that the Lord leads us on, we can find ourselves in the valley of deep darkness. A scary, shady place where dangers can lurk. And we might be tempted to think, well, that we're left to our own devices when we're in the darkness, when we're passing through the valley. The Lord might have been with us in the green pastures and by the still waters, but what about here? What about when we go through those dark times? And look at how the valley is described in verse 4. The valley of the shadow of death are we all alone when we come under death's shadow and mourn at the loss of loved ones will we be abandoned when we enter that valley ourselves but once again David speaks out and declares that there is blessing for the one who knows the shepherd the one who has the shepherd do you see what he says in verse 4 I will fear no evil. There might well be things to be afraid of. But David will not fear. And why is that? Well, look at how he continues what he says. I will fear no evil for you are with me. Notice that he moves from speaking about the Lord Uh, In verses 2 and 3, he, 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 to now you, in verses 4 and 5, he's he's emphasizing the nearness of the Lord who is with him. It's a bit like walking home at night. You want someone with you, someone who will scare off anyone tempted to attack you. But look at what it is in particular that brings comfort. When you think of things to comfort you, you might think of a, a child's teddy bear, or a, you know the, the comfort blankets that you know some kids go about with everywhere and they're never seen without. Something nice and cuddly to cling to. But that's not what brings comfort here in the valley. Do you see what it is in verse 4? For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The rod was the shepherd's attack weapon, his defensive weapon. And David knew how to use it when he was a shepherd. You see, in 1 Samuel 17, whenever David is about to take on Goliath, and King Saul says, look, you're only a wee boy. How could you possibly take on Goliath? David says this, your servant used to keep sheep for his father. And when there came a lion or a bear and took a lamb from the flock, I went after him and struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. The rod was for protection. And the, the staff, think, think of a bishop's crook. Uh, not, you know, some of his staff, but the, the thing that he holds when he comes along. 
That was for correction, to keep the sheep in line. Even in the darkest days, David says, we don't need to fear anything when the Lord is our shepherd and we have his protection. The final benefit that comes from having the Lord as our shepherd after provision and protection is promise. We can have a sure and secure future. Along the way, the Lord prepares a table to give us strength for the journey. A table in the presence of our enemies. He makes it possible for us to make it home. With food and oil and an overflowing cup. Whenever we were at at theological college, we had set meals every day. And everyone gathered in the dining room and someone had to pour out the water. And one of the tricks that that people would play would, would be to pour out the water so that the glasses were filled to the very, 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 very brim. And if you didn't have a steady hand, you'd get water all over you as you try to take a drink. But this cup overflowing speaks of having more than enough, of having an abundant, plentiful supply. But more than that, we have the promise of verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. The commentators suggest that this isn't, you know, just a a, a casual following. Like someone walking a good bit behind someone. But this is more like a chasing. If you can imagine God's goodness and God's mercy being like sheepdogs nipping at your heels, chasing you along, guiding you, keeping you going, guiding you, bringing you home every day of your life. Guiding you to where? Well, the psalm comes to this final word, this word of promise. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The wandering days will be over. We'll be at home with the Lord and not just for a day or two. You know, holidays are great things you're somewhere nice you can have a good time but then comes that it's the last night and then the last morning and then you get in the plane or you get in the car and you end up home again well the promise here is that we're at home with the lord forever never ending What a great promise to hold on to. Psalm 23 speaks to us of provision. I shall not want. Protection. I will fear no evil. And promise. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord. David, the shepherd boy, knew that the Lord was his shepherd. But we see each of these themes even more clearly. As we follow the Lord Jesus who declares in John 10 in our second reading, I am the good shepherd. Jesus, the good shepherd provides. John 10 verse 10, if you can see it 
open in front of you. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus, the good shepherd, protects. In verse 15, I lay down my life for the sheep. And Jesus, the good shepherd, makes a promise. Verse 28, I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. These blessings of provision and protection and promise are for those who can confidently say, the Lord is my shepherd. And as we gather today, we find that he spreads a table before us. That he offers us bread and wine as a reminder of what the Good Shepherd has done for us in laying down his life for us. But also as a a look forward, a foretaste, the appetizer of the heavenly banquet whenever we are at home with the Lord. So come today in confidence as you remind yourself of these blessings. Listen to his voice calling you, keeping you close as he leads you to his eternal home. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that your son, the Lord Jesus, is the good shepherd. We thank you that he laid down his life for us. That he leads and guides and feeds us. That he will bring his sheep home. We pray, Father, that we would know his presence with us. Particularly if we're going through those dark days. That we would know that you are with us as our shepherd. We pray this in Jesus name. Amen.